Hey everyone, this is Spooky Appalachia with Jimmy and Phil, and today we have James from the West Virginian with us. Welcome, James. I think I hey. kind of stuttered and said West Virginian. Best it's West Virginia. <laughs> and we've got a link to his YouTube channel in the description. I think hopefully we if not if we don't right now we will after uh, we can. I'm pretty yeah. sure I put it there, but if it's not, it will be there. He is also listed. Uh, if you are subscribed to our YouTube channel, he is listed as one of our our. Friends, friend, friend channels at the bottom there. Yeah, um, it's pretty easy to find. But yeah, check out his content; it's great. Um, but welcome, James. If... Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, definitely. It's pretty awesome having you. So I guess we should start off. Maybe we could do a quick thing about the convention we just went to. Um, we went to Bigfoot and Friends in Salem, Virginia, where Phil's from, at the Salem Civic Center. And uh, I shot about six minutes of video. It was pretty cool. The people there actually knew, had heard of us. A few had, yeah. It was it was cool. I was um, surprised. I think it's kind of a small community and really a really positive community. Yeah. So it was, uh, but I mean, a lot of great ben- vendors there. Uh, met a few people who we might bring on the live stream yeah. eventually. So we'll we'll. I don't want to like call them out like right now, yeah. but yeah, well, we got we got a few cards. So like yeah, um, and. Also, yeah, the vendors were awesome. Uh, definitely, um, I mean, not like a paid promo or anything. I just bought a bunch of stuff from them and really <laughs> like them. But check out like ubigape.com, like the letter U and then bigape.com. Uh, yeah, there, there, there was some money spent at that booth. They have some great stuff. Um, but yeah, no, that was, it was cool. Uh, definitely recommend it if, if folks are in the area next time it comes around. Um, but yeah, yeah, um... And I think the other kind of oh the other piece thing. of news is I'm uh, I'm having a throat surgery in what October fourth yeah. yeah and then uh, Phil is going to be out of the country. Um, we've queued up a whole bunch of stories for you guys, and we're going to re- be recording the audio for them. But unfortunately, we probably won't be able to do a whole lot for Halloween. It kind of sucks because we're you know, a spooky channel. <laughs> we won't be able to do much for Halloween. What are you going to do? It yeah. is what it is. All so, right. Uh, so, James, do you want to talk a little bit about uh, some creepy locations in West Virginia? Yeah, so um, I, I think everyone's fairly familiar with the two biggest ones being the former West Virginia State Penitentiary and the Weston State Hospital, now renamed the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. But there are a lot of other kind of lesser-known locations across the state. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any type in particular that y'all want to know or talk about? Um, I mean, you maybe just... some good ones that people haven't heard of. I actually have, uh, I have two that I've been to that I'll mention later, but we'll let you go ahead. It, it was just going to be the Low Hotel and the, uh, Shawnee Lake uh, Amusement Park. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Th- those are also other, uh, really big ones, fairly well known ones, uh, especially Lake Shawnee. Oh, it's... it is well known? Uh, I think regionally it kind of is. Uh, a lot of people have seen it in various forms of media and mm. have visited it. I know. I don't think they do tours year round. I think you can it's go pretty much limited to the fall. Yeah, last time I checked, they do tours, but you can also just drive up and go on your own. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, 
Um, I went. It, it looked like it definitely looked like something out of Fallout. If you've ever been, it, it was oh like everything was rusted. There, there was a there's a giant rusted uh, Ferris wheel. Uh, just like little amusement park rides. If you're not familiar with it, it well, anybody listening, it used to be a um, an amusement. It's an abandoned amusement park called Lake Shawnee Amusement Park, and uh, it's supposedly really haunted. I think it was like on a uh, was it really on an Indian burial ground, or is that just something they said? I, I don't know. There was something to do with Native Americans. Oh. <clears throat> Yeah, at one point they tried, I believe, selling it to a housing development company. And when they were doing initial like surveys of the ground and stuff, they uh, almost immediately started digging up uh, indigenous human remains mm. and kind of had to scrap that whole project. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So there so, is truth yeah. to it. Okay, I thought that they were just telling us that. I, I went several years ago with some friends, and um, you know, it was just a stop by place, and they were like, "Oh yeah, we've got this and this." I was like, "Is this real?" <laughs> I, I feel like that is sort of like a de facto one. I mean, also given that you know Native Americans were here long before we were, yeah, probably yeah. everything at some point you can make that claim. Yeah. But that it, that does seem to be for a lot of paranormal stuff a. Uh, like an advertising point or a trope, I guess would yeah. be more of a yeah. And it's located towards the. It's pretty far south in West Virginia. I I think it's right outside or right near Bluefield. Yep. So yeah, yeah, almost on the very tip of the bottom of the state. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're from elsewhere in Appalachia, that's going to be right off seventy seven. Yeah. Do I have my geography it's like a, right? I think you're right. Yeah. It's it's like uh, you you see on 77 i think that we, that we saw a billboard for it and we're like oh man we should check that out i do genuinely like love this trend of preserving old historical sites by like sort of recasting them as like historical and paranormal type sites like that's that's i mean we did a, a tour of of st albans a few months ago and that was that was sort of the the same situation they've done and it, it sort of preserves you know, architecture, local history, things like that, without, you know, having to do massive renovations mm -hmm. to the site or keep it open as an actual amusement park, which I assume is probably quite expensive, more so than a, uh, than a, a paranormal attraction like that. But yeah, no, that's super cool. Um... Have you, James, have you ever stayed at the, uh, there's like, I think there's a haunted hotel pretty close to the Flatwoods Monster Museum. Maybe you familiar with that one? I forget the name I of it. I am not familiar with oh, that okay. one right off. Um, hold on, I might actually be lying to you. I might have <laughs> a visitor pamphlet yeah, right here I, in my I, big stack of them. Actually, I think uh, Micah on our Discord, Trash Mammal, um, told me about it after I... It just went back in, when was that, May? I think it was May when I went. Yeah, that was... I was trying to think of some... some it was right before Kid Number 2 was born, yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's cool. Maybe you can stay there when you go. Yeah, yeah, we need to take more trips out that way. 
I do have a sort of interim question between spooky stuff, James. A uh, mm-hmm. couple recommendations, because I really enjoyed your video on the history of the pizza roll. Pepperoni uh, roll. Oh, the pepperoni okay. roll. Sorry, yeah. Pizza Pe- rolls. Pepperoni roll, roll, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right. Brain. Um, yeah, no, uh, um buddy of mine that I, I did I did stream ecology in, in the southeast for, for my masters and a buddy of mine did his undergrad at West Liberty in Wheeling. Um, and his wife was from there, mm-hmm. so she always made pepperoni rolls, uh, when we for us to like take out in the field truck with us. Um, but you have a couple like great recommendations of places for people to go for pepperoni rolls if they're if they're visiting Point Pleasant or the Flatwoods Museum or, or some of these other places that, that folks might go if they're doing the uh, the the kind of paranormal tourism in West Virginia? So definitely if you find yourself in north central West Virginia, you should definitely visit the Country Club Bakery in Fairmont. Okay. Uh, they were ac- actually recognized as the birthplace of the uh, commercial pepperoni roll nice. a couple years ago. Hmm. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it, and they're really good. Um and then the industry pepperoni rolls, they're ones that get sold in a lot of stores and stuff, are probably personally my favorites. Okay. But uh, the Marion County Tourism Society actually put out a pamphlet that you can get, and it's all the bakeries that sell pepperoni rolls in Marion County, and you can actually grade and rank all of them as you eat them so that's a really cool uh kind of tourism idea to drive up business to a lot of these local bakeries and that, stuff that really really is i mean i feel like i don't know uh my wife and i call it like fat kid trips or fat kid vacations where we just go like <laughs> do do eating tourism but like yeah no that sounds awesome marion county tourism board yeah I was about to say I'll have to yeah. write that down, but I'll have the whole audio from this, which acts as nice notes. Um, but yeah, no, that's 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 really awesome. You can also get them at Sheets. One, yeah, yeah, Sheets usually has a pretty good variety from a lot of locally sourced bakeries and stuff. I, I actually have a follower that every time she comes to West Virginia, she basically just eats pepperoni rolls the entire time she's here. That's a solid way to do it. I I I, ha- I, ha- I have no notes. Is it a turtle? <laughs> yes. <laughs> she loves West Virginia so much. I don't know why she doesn't move here. Uh, yeah, no, I I I think uh, what West Virginia is probably near the top of her list of favorite places. <laughs> she she goes all over the place. Across no. the United States and is always posting amazing pictures, just weird, uh, awesome places that she visits. So it, it's always cool having uh, other people that kind of do the grassroots tourism promotion thing like I do. For sure. Um, I, I'm always excited to see people's pictures no matter where they go if, if you want to show me where in your town has the best grilled cheese like i will like the crap out of that post <laughs> oh man <laughs> good good grilled cheeses that that's another one that's like ultimate comfort food kind of thing oh yeah yeah, yeah. five gas has a really good grilled cheese huh i know that i always mm-hmm. just default for the burger and fries oh uh, yeah um 
should we go into some of the haunted locations, James? Or I mean, I mean, you could start off with some of the big ones. Um, yeah. So obviously, the West Virginia State Penitentiary is probably one of the most well-known haunted locations in West Virginia. I know you might end up in a fist fight and not able to go back to a certain uh, Chili's restaurant if you get in an argument over which is more haunted, the West Virginia State Penitentiary or the Trains Allegheny. But as someone that grew up in the Northern Panhandle and whose grandfather worked at the penitentiary, I kind of tend to lean more towards the penitentiary. Plus, I've had a couple weird encounters uh, the last two times I've visited there. Yeah. Ooh, you gotta and give us the it, details. I think I saw the picture, but... Yeah, so that time I, I went and I just took like probably six or 700 pictures and I was just going through every single one. And in a couple of them, there's just a shadow off in the distance and the tour group was just me and the tour guide and last tour of the day. So we're the only people there and it was longer than an average tour because while we were going through, he was literally turning off the lights and locking the doors and stuff like that as we went along. And yeah, just in a couple of pictures, there there was a shadow just kind of lurking off in the distance that should not have been there and that that. I didn't notice, but like it's, pretty prevalent in a couple of the pictures i saw it looked like somebody standing in an office almost yeah yeah it looked like a a person like you you couldn't see any distinguishable features but it it was kind of weird yeah yeah and then the time before that um I had like three 100% charged camera batteries and like halfway through the tour the one that was in my camera died the backup died and then my third battery had like 20% charge left in it Dang. and I told the tour guide about it and he was like oh well how, how much juice is on your cell phone and I looked at and it was down to like single digits he's like oh yeah that that happens all the time that that's why i have one of these portable like charger packs attached to mine at all times i'm like that's okay just accepting that that's part of the job yeah that happened to me at st albans yeah we're doing the flashlight tour and we went into one of the more haunted uh, locations. The hallway in the yeah. basement, and it was yeah. pitch dark. We weren't near any windows. Yeah, the, the flashlight just stopped working, and then when we went back up the stairs, it cut back on. It just... Yeah. That, I was like, what? That, 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 was, that was creepy. Like, that was real creepy. Uh, oh, man, yeah, I can't... Because you, you could almost kind of explain the cell phone, like, okay, maybe there's, like, not great cell phone reception, and it's constantly looking for a signal. Right. Like, you know, when you're out in the woods, sometimes that happens. But camera batteries, especially for, like, a big camera, those things last forever. Like, those... Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, that's... That's... Oof. Yeah. That... So... That with the shadow, I'd have been wigged out, too. It... it Again, it wasn't until I started going through them, because whenever, the first time I visited the trains Allegheny, I think I took five or six hundred pictures, uh-huh. I'm like, yep, gonna go through them all, and someone commented there, like, if you take that many pictures, you're asking to find ghosts, like, yeah, yeah, that, that's, you, you should 
not take that many pictures and not suspect to see something in the background of at least a couple of them. So. Yeah. Oh, man. Wow. That, that... Adjacent to the West Virginia State... Oh, go, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, I think it was just audio lag. Go ahead. Uh, um, so kind of adjacent to the West Virginia State Penitentiary is the White Gate Cemetery right outside of Moundsville, West Virginia, where it, it got the nickname the Tomb of the Unclaimed Inmate because all prisoners except for about 10, and I'll talk about them here in a minute, uh, that died at the penitentiary after a certain date, I can't remember when it was, uh, was buried at the White Gate if their family didn't claim them after they passed away. And especially during the Great Depression, when people couldn't afford to have their family members transported uh, to be buried at local cemeteries, a lot of these inmates just ended up being buried at the White Gate Cemetery. And it's really surreal because there's no stone markers. It's basically a West Virginia State Road sign that they just wrote the name, the birth date, and death date on. And then just attached to a road sign post. And it's just a whole field of probably about a hundred of these state-approved wow. markers and uh some 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 of west virginia's most violent and infamous criminals are buried in the cemetery in this fashion and i i've i've never had any experiences there i've been there two or three times but a lot of people uh don't really like visiting it yeah i can imagine like even even if you're a skeptic, that's a creepy place. Like, just oh, yeah. lines yeah. after lines of road signs over murders and, you know, all other sorts of criminals. Like, no thank you. That's, no, yeah. I've heard of people having experiences there. I think uh, that Destination Fear show actually went to the, that graveyard. I, I saw a YouTube video where a guy went there, but uh, he couldn't find the graveyard or something. It's... I thought it was near the penitentiary. It's about, I think, three or four miles outside oh, okay. of Moundsville okay. because there was actually a state law passed uh, that inmates could not be buried within Moundsville city limits. So they just bought a little farm plot of land hmm. right outside of town and started burying people there um honestly nimbyism i can get behind yeah <laughs> yeah and it's weird because supposedly and i haven't been able to track any of them down and i talked to the people at the penitentiary about it and they had kind of heard of it but the state law only covered moundsville so if an inmate um the, there's a case where an inmate was working at like a Rhodes project, tried escaping, was shot and killed, and they were able to bury them at a local cemetery, but still use like the state mandated uh, grave marker. And supposedly there's like eight or 10 of them around the state, just from various cases where inmates either uh, got sick and passed away while on 
different works projects or tried escaping or uh just different things like that and yeah. ended up being buried in local cemeteries hmm. and i would like to try and track down and possibly preserve some of those uh markers because a couple of them people were like yeah they got stolen or destroyed or like other family people who had family members buried in those cemeteries um stole them so that people wouldn't know that like uh inmate was buried there yeah no that's i could definitely see that you're kind of getting it from all sides you got your regular kids kind of kind of trying to prank by stealing the signs and then you got you know the people who actually have like loved ones buried like yeah maybe we'll get this out of here <laughs> no i get that that's wow that's really cool that's an awesome bit of history yeah but yeah and while while we're up in the northern pain handle the i uh i sent y'all a link the other day about oh the, the video yes i have the, it queued up on obs if you want to watch guard. it okay yeah, yeah yeah um i i've never had an experience like this in, in a cemetery at all um typically when i go either nothing happens or it's like eerily calm and i i just i don't know i i've never had any type of like major paranormal experience in a cemetery whatsoever can you play this yeah i can play it i let me pop it up yeah i actually got there were like four on that twitter thread so we can watch more than one if we want to but um why isn't it here we go all right is it playing it will no oh yeah. i have the sound turned off on this but you might be able to yeah this it, it's gone through the Bear with me, guys. Um, okay, I'm back. Door was open again. Hello, security. Okay. Are you hearing something? It doesn't Hello? go through OBS. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or it will go to the YouTube through OBS, but oh. it doesn't come through my headphones. I don't think yeah. James and I can hear it. I, I have the uh, YouTube oh, okay. stream up, so I, I'm able to hear it. Oh, yeah, I'm not hearing anything. <laughs> it's okay, though. Yeah, it's, it's, there's, if I'm remembering this one correctly, it's, it's basically voices saying help, and he's trying to, like, call out, like, oh, like, what do you need help with, and they're, yeah, it's, it's creepy voices. Yeah. It's, it's not nice. Um, yeah, I'll, I can leave it running, but turn the volume down a bit while we talk about it. Um... Yeah, the, uh, yeah, I, so I, I'm a little bit of an insomniac, so when I was, I was setting everything up for the stream today at, like, 2.30 in the morning last night, um, watching these alone while my <laughs> wife was asleep and my emotional support dog was in the bedroom with her and I was not having a great time with it. <laughs> these were really, because, like, you can see in the building, like, it's a closed building, it's not like there's, like, a bunch of hallways, like, if, oh, yeah. I think there's, like, one down the stream where he's like, oh, his other security guard quit. It's like, yeah, bud. Yeah, <laughs> like, <that>. like, same. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. It's, yeah. Like, I, I've never been to a cemetery with, like, 
dedicated paid security. Right. Yeah, that's kind of right. strange. Yeah, it must it, be a big one, or I, maybe I, I, some VIPs are buried there. Yeah, I, I, I have had the cops called on me twice, and I did have, like, a local family um, ask me 101 questions about what I thought I was doing and why I was there. And for, no, um, I, yeah. I think you told me about but that. I, you I, said that was during uh, the COVID uh, shutdowns or something, wasn't it? Um, one of them was. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, actually, yeah. Uh, one time I got the police called on me in the time that, like, a family, like, interrogate. Now, in all fairness, it was, I had to drive, like, four miles up uh, half a lane. It wasn't even a full single-lane gravel road um, to get to the cemetery. But I had to prove a point so that I could laugh and make fun of someone that told me there were no Irish immigrants in West Virginia before <laughs> the Civil War. That seems like... So I just had to yeah. go out to the super rural... Uh, the Board Tree Cemetery, it's out on the backside of uh, Route 250. Um, and, like, I basically had to use Google Earth and just comb this whole area, and I'm like, okay, there's a field that's, like, perfectly square in the middle of the woods right off of a road that might be it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I was driving around with, like, aerial pictures and maps <laughs> and cross-referencing. Was and this then I, I get there. And, and then I get there, and after, like, 20 minutes, this truck pulls up, and these people are like, what are you doing here? I'm like, I'm just taking, taking pictures, just looking around. And they're like, yeah, but what are you doing here? <laughs> That's... Uh, that 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 was enjoyable. I, I I got to point and laugh and make fun of someone. <laughs> yeah, no, I I I'm not super familiar with immigration patterns in Appalachia, but even I can. I mean, it's yeah. famously Scotch Irish, yeah. right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, <laughs> at, at one point, this community, which again is out in the middle of nowhere, it only existed because they had to build a railroad tunnel through this mountain. And uh, it had a population so big, they actually had to send in a Irish priest to uh, work there in the community full-time. Like, it, it was so big, the Vatican had to get involved. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, I feel like there used to be a lot more railroad connections everywhere. My dad grew up in Roanoke, but had a lot of family in West Virginia around Bluefield still, and he was like, oh yeah, I could just took the train there in the summer. I was like, good luck doing that today. Like... Yeah, I, I really wish. Uh, I one point, I was driving to Wheeling uh, for college five days a week, and I live like an hour and a half away, and I, I wish I could just jumped on a train and taken a nap yeah, the whole way up there, back. Yeah, um, but while we're in Wheeling, y'all want to hear a fairly crazy cemetery story? Absolutely, sure. yeah. So there's a cemetery in Wheeling called the Peninsula Cemetery. Um, 
I don't know how familiar you guys are with uh, how much trouble there is. There's always wrecks and pileups and stuff right before the tunnels in Wheeling on I-70. Okay. I'm, are you familiar with that, any? Not super familiar with the area. I've I've known a few people who went to West Liberty, but I've never been up there myself. I don't think I've so been at, at one point, the Peninsula Cemetery was like the third or fourth largest cemetery in the state of West Virginia, and one of the largest cemeteries in Wheeling. Um, but it wretched capacity... Uh, super early on, I think by the early 1900s, it had reached capacity, but that was partially due to, in the 1890s, there was a smallpox outbreak in Wheeling, Okay. and they basically set up a quarantine area at the top of the cemetery uh, for the people who contracted smallpox, because... Uh, if they passed away, they could just bury them there. And it filled to capacity. And by the 1920s, people were complaining about this one section of the cemetery that had really fallen into disarray. Sure. So for some reason in the 1950s, when the I-70 project was being imagined, Wheeling just proposed that the interstate run straight through this kind of public part of the cemetery. And so they allegedly exhumed all these people who were kind of hastily buried anyways because they were buried during the smallpox outbreak by other people who probably had smallpox. Right. And if you do the math, it doesn't add up, because you're like, yeah, it hit capacity at, like, 2,500. Sure. Exhumed a third of the people buried in the cemetery and relocated 400 graves, and it's like, no, that that math does not add up at all. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) And... There's a cemetery that they established on the far end uh, called the Manchester Cemetery that you can look at pictures and there's just stacks of gravestones where they just took them out there and just left and never actually built a road to this other cemetery. And Hmm. this section of I-70 is just infamous for wrecks and pileups and delays and stuff and it was funny because a local news channel was covering like what's the issue why is this always a problem why is it always under construction and i'm like i really want to do a write-up and just email them <laughs> and be like yeah run some of these numbers on yeah how many people were buried there they literally and, found half the bodies they were supposed to, Jesus. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, and there, there are reports of people, like, when they were doing the construction projects, like, hooded figures, oh. like, moving around in the night and noises and stuff like that. When I went there, um, there's this little wooded area 
middle of it. And there's some super old monuments that have basically kind of just been taken back by nature. Some have been knocked over, have been like grown over and stuff. And I kept hearing like leaves rustle and breaking stuff. And I could not figure out Hmm. where the noises were coming from at all. Um, And that's basically the only cemetery I've ever had even that amount of weirdness go on but when you start looking into it it's like oh this this place was not handled well at all yeah if you're gonna have weirdness somewhere it's gonna be there like (laughs) those spirits are probably pissed it's oh yeah 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 you're 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 lucky if it's just ghosts and the zombies walking around it's like i'm I'm, i'd be like looking for the other 400 bodies sneaking up behind me oh man that's yeah wow yeah i i went to like five or six different sources like trying to pull the numbers and every single one i went to i'm like there's at least a hundred unaccounted for by all of these estimates all these different maps sure and uh yeah definitely probably one of the weirder cemeteries i've ever been to from a historical standpoint oh yeah because you like you wonder like because someone had to have taken them. Like, you know, zombie jokes aside, it's like, what are, what are people exhuming smallpox bodies for? Like, that's, like, nothing good. It, Man. like... I, I, I know it was probably before OSHA, but, mm-hmm. yeah, could you imagine being the people that's like, oh, yeah, you, you gotta dig up all these people. They died of smallpox. Have fun with that. And it's, like, uh, pre-germ theory, too, so you don't really know how, how, how smallpox is, is transmitted or anything, so you're just like, yeah, well, money's yeah. good. Yes, yeah. we're doing this. Um... While, while we're talking about historical cemeteries, so I, I I live up here in north central West Virginia, which is known for its Italian and Greek immigrants, mm-hmm. um, and you have the I believe it's the Mount Calvary Cemetery in Mononga, which is where the vast majority of the individuals that were killed in the Mononga mine disaster are buried. Uh, but you have an up a couple other cemeteries nearby where the vast majority of the people buried there are from Italy, Greece, Germany, uh, Hungary, Russia, Yugoslavia, Poland. And it's really interesting. The first one I went to was, I believe, the Holy Cross Cemetery in Barracksville. And I was just walking through, and it, it's a old Catholic cemetery, mm-hmm. so it has a lot of the big family markers with all the little individual markers in front of them. And I'm just walking through, taking pictures, not really paying attention. And I get to this one area, and none of the headstones are in English. They're huh. in Italian, Greek, uh, Slavic, just all different languages and i'm trying to like interpret like use my phone google translate and i'm like okay i know born in roma i know roma is roman latin so that person's italian and that marker just straight up says uh union of croatian citizens so i can probably guess where that guy was from and it's just really fascinating going to 
a lot of those international cemeteries. Supposedly, there's a Turkish cemetery in uh, Menonga as well. I haven't been there yet, but I I'd really like to go check it out sometime. I didn't know that was exclusively like an Eastern Catholic thing. Like my family is Lebanese Catholic, and that's just the only kind of cemetery I've ever seen. Is like the oh, big okay. headstones yeah. with yeah. the yeah. I was like, oh, that just sounds like a cemetery. <laughs> like, yeah, that's cool. I didn't know. I didn't know that was Jeez. sort of yeah, exclusively sort of like Eastern Mediterranean Catholic. That's neat. Yeah, and it like generally driving around, especially some of these older coal towns that uh, again had very large populations of Italians and Greeks and various things like this, like. If you see a 10 to 15 foot tall statue of Jesus, it's probably a Catholic cemetery. Yeah, that, that's a fair bet. <laughs> um, something you mentioned, uh, or like sort of alluded to when we were talking about the last cemetery that, that I've wondered about watching your videos, um, how much do you sort of rely on local storytelling versus kind of local histories? Like I know, at least in Salem, we have like a a Salem museum that has some of like the local histories and local archives. And I know a lot of libraries will keep, keep newspaper archives. So when you're, when you're sort of preparing these, uh, these kind of West Virginia travel stories, what, what does your research process kind of look like in that regard? Um, <laughs> well, cause I've seen your video saying like you, you, you rely a lot on, on local storytelling, which I think is awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Generally, if I actually plan it out, which mm -hmm. sometimes I do, sometimes I just drive around and I'm like, oh, well, there's an overgrown cemetery and just whip my car over. Yeah. And uh, I, I actually have a horrifying story about one time that didn't go so well. Um, generally, what I'll do is if I'm going through like a ghost story book or a local history book or something like that and there's a town or something that catches my interest, then I'll just go to, like, find a grave and look up, like, what the oldest cemetery in the region is. Are there any famous people or people of influence buried there? And I'll kind of get a general knowledge of some of the things to look for while there. And then I'll go, I'll spend afternoon there, uh, take couple hundred photos and then i'll come back and i'll like research um like if there's any uh civil war veteran monuments mm -hmm. or anything like that like okay what did this is this particular regiment known for doing anything um which like in my william cemetery of wetzel county uh they talk about i forget what regiment it was but it was made up of only like 30% uh, Wetzel County volunteers. And they actually had to bring in troops from Ohio and Pennsylvania to bolster it up to full rank. Oh, wow. And then the first thing they did was track down and arrested the sheriff of Tyler County, West Virginia, <laughs> and his deputies. Because the guy had just seized all of the funds from the Tyler County courthouse because he was outspokenly aligned with the uh, 
Confederacy when pretty much the rest of the Northern Pain Handle was aligned with the Union, and that yeah. was the first thing that this regiment had to do, which was crazy to read about. But hmm. um, yeah, yeah then well. then I come back and I do a deep dive into you know if there was any one of uh, historical significance, if there was any. Um, kind of folklore or urban legends attached to the cemetery, stuff like that. And typically that's where, like, like with the Peninsula Cemetery, I, I knew none of its history. Sure. Uh, I, I just drove past it one day, and I was like, yeah, I'll probably come back and visit it. Like, it looks like a cool place. And I went, I took a couple, you know, took a bunch of pictures and stuff, and then come back and start doing research. And I'm like, oh, that place is horrible. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I imagine there is a lot of Civil War history up there, isn't it? Because Wheeling was the capital of West Virginia right when it broke off from Virginia, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. Um, the state of reformed Virginia, even before it was West Virginia, because people always want to argue with me, because I say Francis Pierpont was the first governor of West Virginia, and... Like, people with degrees and opinions are like, no, he was the executive head of the reformed state of Virginia before it was West Virginia, so he wasn't the governor. And I'm like, so what do you call the executive head yeah. of a state? Yeah. And and then they just kind of, like, cry into their master's degree in African <laughs> history and... It's like talking to, like, old-school Virginians from, like, the, the Eastern Shore, like, Charlottesville or Richmond, who, if you say the state of Virginia, they're like, I'm Commonwealth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, um. No, I get it. Yeah, I, th I think we sort of have the same same thing with Virginia governors, because, they, you know, they stretch all the way back to, like, the the Williamsburg colonial days, like maybe even before they might have even had like a British Lord governor when, when it was in Jamestown. And yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm sure people argue over when to start that as well. And it, it's like battle point pleasant. Um, a lot of people are like, well, it was the first battle of the American Revolution. And other people are like, no, it was the last battle of the Seven Years' War. It just happened a year and a half after that war ended. It's like, no, it was just a battle that happened. I don't care about classifications. I don't care about you know, the, the nitpicking of history. Like, it happened. Here's what led up to it. Here's the ramifications let's talk about that I, I don't care about the infighting and tribalism and that will generally get you disliked by everyone involved in the argument but I'm okay with that yeah so much of that sort of historiography is just honestly like arbitrary cutoffs for convenience is like if you think about the byzantine empire they called it the roman empire they thought of themselves as roman they were in what had yeah. been the capital yeah. of rome for hundreds of years before the western empire fell but like we historians need a nice little cutoff to talk about eras but it's like yeah no, I 100% I get you. It's like, or it's it's you're at that point you're arguing over semantics. You're not arguing over the the actual like. Um, yeah. Yeah. And 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 some people love living in that little space where they can be the expert of 
certain little moments in history and stuff and like try to control this little bubble and it's like i don't care i'm gonna talk about it for four minutes in a video yeah and move on with my life <laughs> you'll never see me again yeah no and it's probably gonna reach more people than you know whatever you know they're they're writing or doing and yeah no i that that is that's extremely frustrating especially for local yeah. history like it's just like so few people and i think to you know the detriment of a lot of like our our kind of cultural heritage are invested in that and it's like why are you not just happy that like more people are caring about where they grew up that that that, that blows my mind that that's a huge problem that i've ran into especially as i do these like ghost story um histories and different things like that i'm working on one now where i'm going to spend half the video going into uh medieval art which is way above my pay grade mm -hmm. I'm, I'm barely qualified to talk about west virginia history <laughs> but there are people who have like tried shaming me over the years like if you were actually a historian you wouldn't waste your time talking about ghost stories and folklore and then you'll see the exact same people that are like, why aren't we doing more to protect our Appalachian stories and folklore? And it's like, you just jumped down my throat for talking about ghost stories two yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, that, it's, that's wild. Yeah. Yeah. And Which I don't know. That's why I don't use Reddit anymore. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's... <laughs> <laughs> God, yeah the 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 well actually guy is is the the quintessential Redditor. I yeah. I, I would I, back when I did use Reddit, someone someone always described it as that game. I think it was like Dwarf Fortress, where like you have to keep digging to keep the sunlight from hitting you. Like <laughs> like you find an exclusive, like you find a, a a special interest subreddit, and it's cool. And then more people start to discover it, and then it just sorts of evolves into like the discourse of the rest of reddit so you have to keep digging to an even more specialized subreddit and yeah i just i just got tired of doing yeah. that around 2013 2014 yeah i i i pretty much was done with it had no interest in going back by 2019 when i got my first camera mm -hmm. and then like i went back a couple times and uploaded pictures and they would get like I, I'd get, like, 20, 30 likes on Twitter, and on r slash West Virginia, they would get, like, single-digit upvotes, and I'm like, and there would just be people fighting in the comments, like, 50 comments, just people fighting over stuff that had wow. nothing to do with my picture. Like, I don't <laughs> want to be here. Yeah, no, that's, like, that's why, that's why I'm so happy for this, like, Jimmy does all the social media, because I kind of stop, like... <laughs> no, 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 on, yeah. on Facebook and uh, Twitter, everybody's super nice. When I first started out, Spooky Appalachia, it was before you got involved, mm -hmm. and I was posting on uh, Reddit, and... I think one of the last ones, uh, somebody like jumped all over me for. I don't know. They, it was something with my, the the way I used commas. Or something. Yeah. I, I I was like, okay. I think you sent me that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just yeah. I don't remember what it was, but they jumped all over me, and then uh, like three people got into an argument with 
the person and then I looked back and the the person deleted their account when somebody pointed out that they were going around to different posts and basically saying the same thing. Yeah. It, <laughs> it's a mess. I don't know, yeah. Some sometimes we'll get comments like you know, people will will be like, Oh, like we you know we get stories and like Oh, you should have interrogated this more, yeah. yada, yada, yada. And, like, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll, like, I'll do the audio for the story and I'll be reading it and I'll be like, eh, this probably didn't happen. But, like, I feel like it's one of those things where it's, like, <laughs> the way I see it for a lot of this paranormal stuff, and, uh, like, the reason why I'm not gonna, like, kind of nitpick it is, like, either someone is telling us, like, an experience they genuinely had from their perspective... Or someone is, like, leveraging their creativity to, like, participate in, like, collective modern myth-making based on the culture of our region. And either way, I'm kind of fine with yeah. that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, I yeah. mean, that's, that, that, that's one thing that I really also enjoy because a lot of these ghost stories a lot of these myths and stuff they do have actual places actual events sometimes even actual mm. names attached to them and i'll talk about one of these stories and i'll go into depth about some of them and then i'll get a comment that's like actually that story dates back to the babylonians where king such and such blah i'm like okay so how did it get from 5,000 years ago to a rural town with a population of 25 people in West Virginia and become culturally significant again? And that's the that's cooler what I question, right? Like, that's why yeah. that's why folklore is interesting. It's, it really doesn't matter. Yeah, it's like if you're using that as a, a point to pick it apart, you're kind of missing the point, largely yeah. speaking. Yeah. Like... Yeah, no, that's that's and one like, of the, yeah. Go ahead. And like, I get people all the time that like that's their approach to the whole thing. And I I can remember growing up in the '90s, and people were like, "We're entering a new age of technology, and everything on the internet one day is going to be verified and the truth, and we're going to move away from superstition and folklore <laughs> and ghost stories." <laughs> gonna become irrelevant and then someone sent me an article the other day that there are cryptids showing up in ai generated art oh yeah i heard about that and i'm like i i want to just take this article back and slap it down on my third grade teacher's desk and be like explain this yeah the it, ai art it, thing is the, so cool that ai oh gosh what was the name of that ai art cryptid it, it, it's really creepy I, it, the I story. I can't remember, but it, yeah, it's like it a seems... kind of a woman that, and um, every time you put that name, it generated the same um, image of that same spooky looking woman. Is is that the same one you're thinking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember the name, but oh my gosh! And that's really interesting. Oh, somebody, about it too. I think somebody uh, love. Maybe? I, I can't remember. I think it did start with an L, but yeah. it's like, it, it, it was, it, it's hitting some kind of, the name hits some kind of seed within the AI, and no matter... Lobe, yeah. Lobe. Yeah, it's lobe. That, that's what it was. And no matter what you did, it, 
like if you put in that name with a combination of stuff, you would get something with her. It, it's just really odd and creepy. <laughs> That's kind of interesting, yeah. though, right? Because like you're thinking about like oh like you might have like very similar stories that spread to sort of like different local folklores and culture and art like throughout the world but that maybe had like the same roots but then like the ai as like it's getting trained on like whether it's like a language ai getting trained on all of these uh like different you know written sources or an art ai getting trained on all these paintings and whatnot like it then like goes and collapses all of those sources back together i can definitely see that that's creepy yeah like uh i can't remember the combinations that people had done with it but they had done some really weird ones and i was just like okay that's i think i i I heard about it on uh, werewolf radar on their podcast that's where i heard about it yeah i mean it, it it's like folklore hasn't gone away it's just changed Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it turned into urban legends and then urban legends have kind of changed into like creepy pastas. Yeah. And again, it all the same stories, all the same, but they've just the locations, the events have changed over time and it that that's the part that fascinates me. Yeah. And in Anytime, you know, the, the paranormal's brought up, it's like, okay, but how did we get from point A to point B, and then what's the next natural progression? Right. Yeah, it's it's like, why, you know, why why does Bigfoot, the Yeti, Sasquatch, what, why does that pop, why does that man of the forest pop up literally all over the world? Yeah. In, like, and every culture, in every, yeah in every context like that that's always there and the, the the same thing goes with um y'all y'all really did a video on the yugwe the giant turtle yep. mm-hmm. uh, two-headed turtle oh man and did i like, pronounce that wrong yugwe? i was you uh, i was about I, to I like no idea how to pronounce okay it I was I was actually yeah, I, about I, I, to I message you for that, but I watched a couple news clippings and they all kind of agreed on Ogwa, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna go with Ogwa, that. But Ogwa, then you said yeah. Ugwe, and I was like, no. <laughs> it, it, it's like to windy way. It's like okay. it's probably white people mispronouncing a indigenous term gotcha. and trying to spell it out based off of the mispronunciation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're you're anglicizing um, yeah, a mispronunciation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um so uh, again, I, I don't put a whole lot of emphasis on pronun- pronunciation. Okay, good. I was that, like <laughs> but the, the fact that they're sightings of giant turtles just dating back throughout history and then Fairly recently, they did start discovering, like, evidence that, yeah, at one point there were giant turtles in the Appalachians. It's like, oh, Oh. okay, that's awesome. I wonder if, because there was that big ocean in the middle of North America during, like, dinosaur times. I wonder if that, because the Mm -hmm. Appalachians are a really old mountain range, like, 250, 300 million years, right? I wonder if like, that was, like, one of, like, the coastal areas, if there were, like, big kind of, like, dinosaur-sized turtles. I'll have to... I got a couple of friends be. who are paleontologists, so I'll have to ask them. I know, I like, saw... A... I, I think... 
I, I think the rolling hills of Ireland are actually considered like the northernmost tip of the Appalachian Mountains. They're they're so old. Yeah. Um. It's uh. What is it? The uh, it's the um the Atlas Mountains in Morocco are the other half of the Appalachians. Yeah. Which is like that's, yeah. That's insane. Yeah. That it's 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 such an old mountain range. It's yeah. It's it's kind of the ironic thing about the name of the new river is it's like the third oldest river in the yeah. world. <laughs> we we were, we really screwed that one up before geology advanced to the point where we could find that out for sure. Yeah. I I think it's like the Nile is the oldest, and then it's another one in like northern West Virginia. I think it might be the Kanawha. Yeah. Um, that's older, and then like the newest the third Kanawha. after that. But yeah, that's yeah, it's it's. Yeah, I would I would be interested to see like what the sort of what the what the sort of vertebrate uh kind of diversity in in the region has has looked like throughout the years. It is uh, I I don't I don't know enough about how stuff fossilizes to say how good the fossil record probably is or isn't. Um I know some places that are kind of wet forest. Things don't necessarily always fossilize so well. Yeah, but it, it, um, it depends more on, if I remember right, I think it depends more on seismic activity in more um, humid subtropical areas mm-hmm. like West Virginia. If there's a big seismic shift and a lot of material kind of gets pulled down into the crack. Uh, in that kind of second as things are moving, that's kind of one of the only ways that you're going to get good fossilization. Yeah, like, because I think with, like, in, like, pretty heavily forested areas, like, there's, there's, like, it, like, leaf litter makes the soil acidic to the point where, like, things don't fossilize well. So, yeah, like you're saying, oh, yeah, if, like, yeah. there's something where that's the only way it's gonna do. But, yeah, no, that, that would be, that would be interesting to see, like, yeah, because... Yeah, there are some, and also too, um, even like even beyond like kind of dinosaur times, like just because like there weren't any humans in North America or South America to what forty thousand years ago, like there were a lot of like big animals over here that didn't sort of like co-evolve with us. Like I remember the uh, when I was in college, the the director of the Smithsonian Natural History Museum. Uh, came in and gave a gave a talk at our school and um someone asked him like why the mammoths went extinct and he said oh a combination of climate change and barbecues Uh, (laughs) pretty much yes (laughs) i would i wouldn't be surprised if yeah like the the, the same thing goes for the giant ground sloth Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because if you look at it it's pretty similar to like a black bear it's just a herbivore and it's like, why were they hunted to extinction and black bears weren't? It's like, because they're horrible. Yeah, yeah, because the, the black uh, bear it, bites it, back. Yeah. 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 It's a lot easier to hunt something that isn't going to just murder you and half your tribe. Yeah, yeah like the big body-sized lemurs in Madagascar are the same way. It's like they were, they were around there without people for the longest time, and then people got there, and it's like, ooh, they're slow, and they're on the ground, and they're delicious. <laughs> <laughs> if, 
If they wanted to continue living, they wouldn't taste so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, I think we are about right at an hour. Is there anything we want to cover real quick before we... Do we want to go over at least one more haunted location? Yeah, we go over one more haunted location. <laughs> um, James, can you think of one? Uh, yeah, so probably one that a lot of people kind of know about but don't. Um, and... It really depends on who the director of the area is, how much paranormal tourism they promote. But Harper's Ferry and really that entire region really? of the eastern panhandle of West Virginia is really known for its haunted history. I, I read, uh, I believe it was in the haunted uh, West Virginia travel that like the ghost of John Brown supposedly haunts like six different places in the eastern panhandle uh, between Harper's Ferry and I think Charlestown um, but yeah it, it just really depends on who the director of the national park there is how much they kind of promote or talk about uh, okay. paranormal tourism and ghost tours and stuff like that we drive through Harper's Ferry all the time on our way to Maryland. It is gorgeous. I didn't know there was there was sort of a big ghost tour thing there, though it makes sense, sort of given its its place in our country's history. Um, we yeah, we'll definitely have to stop there at some point. That's that's a gorgeous area. Be a great yeah, place like, for I, like a night. I, ghost I think tour. it. I, I think it changed hands almost a dozen times during the Civil War because it, it was just impossible to defend it's a giant bowl yeah really whoever controlled the maryland uh maryland heights could just bombard the town with artillery shells that makes sense and then, yeah um because you go across that bridge and you see the town and the, yeah no that 100 percent makes sense at at one point I can't remember if it's the main church there in the middle of town, but one of the churches was being used as a hospital by kind of both sides. Mm -hmm. And they started flying, I believe, either a British or French flag to distinguish that it was a neutral zone. Like, do not bomb this area. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, by the end of the Civil War, the town was just... had completely been leveled and the part a lot of people don't talk about was they actually rebuilt uh, a lot of the town after the civil war but there was a flood uh, and there's an island there called virginus isle that at one point was the industrial center of harper's ferry and this oh, flood cool. just completely wiped out the island, killed the vast majority of people that hadn't uh, evacuated wow. this island, and there's still ruins uh, in there um, that you can go to and visit. But yeah, there, there's so much history uh, involved in Harper's Ferry, and there's supposedly, you know, ghost soldiers, ghost regiments, the ghost of John Brown running around, some of his... Um, 
people who assisted him in the raid of Harper's Ferry supposedly haunt the area. Yeah. Um, one of them, I can't remember the name, but it was a escaped slave. Oh, that, I've heard of this. I was going to ask if it was the that, same town, but I was afraid it was wrong. No, yeah, Harper's yeah, Ferry was, yeah, yeah. the raid on Harper's Ferry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was the abolitionists trying to arm up. Yep, yep. yep. I was Supposedly, afraid of the <laughs> Sorry to everyone. My dog just got he, home and he's going to be slobbering into the mic for a second. He escaped and made arrangements to buy his wife and I think his son uh, from the same slave owner, but they found out about it and the uh-huh. guy raised the price on him. Oh. He allied with John Brown and was like, all right, we're going to steal a bunch of guns and we're going to start a major slave revolt. Understandable move. Yeah. yeah. And, um, like, this guy makes Django look like Wayne Brady. I mean, he, he was just the super hardcore guy, ended up getting killed in the raid, but. Um, supposedly his ghost is still in Harper's Ferry. Yeah, yeah that's I think, wild. I think they, I mean, yeah. they did some brutal stuff to his body, too, if you Oh, I can imagine they that. were not, yeah. yeah. The, con- the Confederates were not, yeah. No, they, they, I think they put him no, in the No, just pin. the people of Harper's Ferry, yeah. Um, I think he was killed in an alleyway in, like was mostly eaten by just town pigs, yep. if Oof. I remember right. That's what I heard, too. I think they, they hung him somewhere and then took him down and uh, fed him uh, put him in with the pigs and the pigs devoured him that's that's what i read yeah. anyway and then john yeah, brown that, that... he was like a hardcore uh i don't know what you would call it but like hardcore against slavery and yeah, farmers. He was like, were, yeah. yeah he was going i read that he he actually went to a farm where they like a poor small farm where they had no slaves and just murdered the people Oh yeah, with, with broadswords, him, him and his sons, yeah, yeah, just hacked up a bunch of people, and I believe that was in Kansas, the the mm-hmm. big revolt out there. Yeah, uh, yeah, man, <laughs> yeah, that's wild. Yeah, yeah, I could, I could, I. That's interesting. The uh, like that flood too, because that's a pretty gnarly area, the Potomac, isn't it? I know whenever we drive past there, there's like a lot of people like you know, rafting and things. Um, at one point, and it was just like one little newspaper article I found from way back in the day, and I don't know if anyone ever verified or how true it was, but supposedly one time a hurricane hit the mouth of the Potomac and the flood surge was so bad that Harper's Ferry was invaded by crabs. And I have no idea how true that is or not, but I, I just imagine a historical Harper's Ferry and just all these crabs just running around the streets. You see some wild stuff come up into Virginia and, like, West Virginia, I'm assuming, as well, from the ocean sometimes. Like, I know it's at least once every couple of years, like, people will post, like, videos of manatees in the James, like, up around Richmond and stuff. Yeah. Like, so it's, stuff gets around. <laughs> We we end up with a bunch of bald eagles because they they'll just follow the barges and mm-hmm. prey off of seagulls. So we'll end up with bald eagles in like the Ohio River Valley. 
that have oh, just wow. been eating seagulls all the way up the Ohio River from the Mississippi. Which yeah, is... just traveling snacks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, if you imagine back to the time periods where some of these stories originated, like, people didn't really have references, people really didn't have the knowledge of... Uh, different wildlife and stuff. Yeah, it's easy to imagine, again, how a lot of these stories kind of got their origins. Yeah. The manatees and the mermaids. Though you gotta be on a boat for a long time to look at a manatee and think, oh, that's a mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're, 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 you're into the scurvy it's at that It's gorgeous looking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that's funny. Yeah. Cool. All right. Oh. Well, before I guess we better wrap up uh, before this dog eats us alive. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to anyone who uh, just joined. Just joined and here's the the heavy breathing of the hundred and thirty pound hound into the the boom mic. <laughs> oh, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on, James. And again, uh, everyone should absolutely, absolutely check out his uh, YouTube channel at The Best Virginian um, and if you're on our YouTube channel right now, it is again linked in our um, our, our It should be in the description and then be, if yeah. you go to channels it's under uh, Friends of Spooky Appalachia mm -hmm. Yeah, so definitely check out his channel a lot of great stuff on uh, on West Virginia you know, history, culture true crime, paranormal did I miss anything? Pepperoni rolls Pepperoni rolls. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah I, I hopefully I didn't derail this too much, but I, I think when y'all invited me on, you, you knew it was kind of going to get derailed no. a little bit at times. <laughs> no, the purpose of the live stream is an hour for us to derail. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. That's, that's, that's awesome. okay. This, the, this, the, working, working is intended. The, 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 not a bug a feature. No, we really appreciate you coming on. This was a blast no, getting to talk to you. No, yeah, it was great. Hopefully I can uh, just spend the rest of the afternoon here with my microphone and get some other videos up today because oh. uh, between the new job and Moth Man Festival and some other stuff that I can't really talk about yet, uh -huh. I, I've had a crazy last couple of weeks. I can imagine, thanks, yeah. Thanks for having me again, yeah. Yeah, no, we really appreciate it. And um, thank you everyone who tuned in for uh, for tuning in and, and listening. And we'll, we'll catch you all for the next live stream. And make sure to subscribe Likes. to all the best yeah. Virginian stuff. Oh, and, and subscribe yeah. to us. Us, us as well, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. All right, uh, take it easy, James. And thank you everyone in yep. the chat.